Thank you so much for being a part of Got Faith Money Motivation. It is a pleasure to have you guys a part of this community. Got Faith Money Motivation, Got Faith Motivation Podcast, and our newest edition, Got Faith Worldwide, where we go and visit other people, places, and things. It's a plum pleasing pleasure to have you come and be a part of today's motivation. As we begin and as we continue to stay connected to what God is giving us in this season, I know it is a season of change. We've gone through a lot of changes. There are things that's happening that we've never had to experience before. But God, we've got to allow God to work in those places. Nobody likes change. I mean, there's very few people that will go with the flow. I have definitely conditioned myself to when things begin to change, to just move with how things are going, knowing that God, he's going to have the final say as to whether I do, whether I don't, in its place. On my job, when there's change, I go with the flow. I don't be the one that's trying to bump the change. Even in our life, as things change, let's begin to look at it in a different way and begin to ask God, where do you want me in the season? What do you need me to do? How do you need me to go about, you know, how I move in this season of change? And we are experiencing gas prices. We've seen it get high, but it looks like it's going to surpass what it has been before. So as these things come, we have got to begin to lock into what God says, that he is a provider, that he will supply. And instead of getting in a sense of chaos, a sense of being anxious, let's begin to look to God to be the supplier and understand that whenever it doesn't come in like it's supposed to come in, just seek his face. Sometimes we may need to be still, but God, he will give us what we need in this season. A lot of us get stuck in the midst of change, but change is good. Seasons change. As we walk into this life of living Christ-like, things are going to change. Seasons are going to change. We're going to go through the motions. As we go through the motions, he asks us daily to renew our minds, get ourselves in a place where we're able to receive things as kids. Knowing one of the motivations I was saying to compliment each other, and Veronica was saying in the midst of her children that they would always compliment her, and her feeling is that it wasn't as good as they thought. Maybe that was what she thought, but it was good enough for them to compliment her. So we need to be able to put ourselves in positions to compliment others, to be able to receive compliments, even when we feel like it's less than what we feel is stellar. What other people see in us is what God wants them to see. But in this motivation tonight, I tell you what, I have a grandson who, I mean, they're always having to tell him to watch his mouth. So what he tells us is whenever we say something to him that he doesn't want to hear, he tells us to watch your mouth. So that is the name of tonight's motivation, is to watch your mouth. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for your grace, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, how you're leading us into change, how you're giving us the spirit of thankfulness in all that we do, God. Help us to calm our nerves, calm our minds, calm our spaces, and just be thankful. Thankful that things are as well as they are. We give you praise for all of your many mercies, the brand new mercies we see every day. Keep our hearts and minds open. 
as we go through today's motivation. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's get right into it. Watch your mouth. We've got to be mindful of the things that are coming out of our mouth because some things just don't need to be said. Our tongues have great power and influence over our lives and the lives of others. So you have to be careful with what you allow to come out of your mouth because what you say, your mind will hear it, and then it will follow suit. Your mind is always listening, and it processes the things that it hears, and it will directly impact the emotions that you have as well as your actions. And we've got to understand that. That's why it's going to be so important in this season to watch what is coming out of our mouth. The Word of God says in Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. So life is tough enough. And you shouldn't make it tougher by the words that come out of your mouth. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear it. Remember, words are powerful, and each of us must decide how we're going to use our power words. Words have the potential of doing great good, also doing great harm and hurt. Words possess power that cause all kind of damage, and we need to be very careful on how we use it. Paul says, don't use unwholesome words. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. So what exactly is unwholesome words? Sarcasm. Using sarcasm is like righteous anger. It must be controlled or it spills over into sin. Proverbs twenty six eighteen says, Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Was I not joking? So after deceiving his neighbor, he tries to avoid being accused by saying he was only joking. But his deception, like a deadly arrow, has already done its damage. Some of us have the tendency to joke around too much and be a little harsh when we're joking around. Sarcastic comments can really hurt. The second way of using unwholesome words is careless and thoughtless remarks. We can't stop the words of others, but we can and should guard against saying things that hurt others. Proverbs twelve eighteen says, This is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Are you letting your words pierce like a sword, or are you letting your words bring healing? Another way of using unwholesome words is complaining. There are some of us that gripe and complain about everything, but as Christians, we are to do all things without grumbling or disputing, Philippians 2 and 14 says. Again, that's Philippians 2 and 14. It says, do all things without grumbling and disputing, because all complaints are ultimately directed to God, who sovereignly ordains our circumstances. So are we complainers? And it's miserable to live with a complainer. It's also miserable to work with a complainer. That's deep. Okay, let's go to the next unwholesome word, gossip 
and slander. You know what that is. And I'm not going to elaborate on it. The next one is lying. Psalms 141 and 3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. Once we say something, it's out there. After you push the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back. We've said it. We can't take it back. So we just need to be careful about what we say. Keep some things in check, lest we sin against God by wounding and causing problems with our words. It says, death and life is in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18.21 If you have a diseased part of your body, then learning to speak over your life and over yourself could be just the medicine you need. It's scientifically proven that your spoken words have power to create beauty or destruction, life or death. The Bible tells us that speaking God's word over yourself is speaking life and health, a bit like taking medicine. Look at God's word as a broad-spectrum antibiotic. You speak life over yourself because you believe it to be true, not because you hope it will come true. Romans 4.17 calls him the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Abraham's name was the father of many nations for 20 years before he actually had children. This was to be his identity even though it hadn't manifest in the natural. In the same way, we call ourselves healed by the stripes of Jesus before we see it. This is speaking truth and life over our circumstances. Remember this. Words have creative power. The words that I speak to you are spirit. They are life. That's John 6, 63. It says the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So speak the answers. Prophesy your future and speak life over yourself every day. You'll change your body. In Proverbs 107.20 it says, He sent his word and healed them. Your healing is in God's word. You won't receive healing without it. Words are going to be your seeds and will bear fruit at the time of harvest. So begin to speak life over yourself. Watch your mouth. Watch what goes in it, and especially watch what goes out of it. Let's affirm and meditate. You can close your eyes or you can just relax and listen as you follow along. Breathe in. Breathe out. I release any resistance right now. Breathe in. Breathe out. I rely on the energy of Jesus Christ, my source, and I'm where I'm intended to be, and my source is pleased. Breathe in. Breathe out. Purpose is in me, and I am who God says I am, and he's calling me to a higher existence. Breathe in. Breathe out. I believe God is shifting his people, moving us forward in our destinies, advancing us in his purposes, and equipping us for greater accomplishments. Breathe in. Breathe out. Today, as God opens the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, I will make room to receive it. Breathe in. 
breathe out. I open my doors to my good and claim my divine inheritance. I am meant to feel happiness in my life, and I am meant to fulfill my dreams. I create the perfect plan for my life by choosing the perfect thoughts. Breathe in. Breathe out. Every cell in my body is now functioning in divine order, and I'm doing extremely well as I relax and enjoy it as life unfolds. Breathe in. Breathe out. I feel appreciation for what is and an eagerness for what is coming. For in you, O oh God, I place my trust as I depend on you for my every need. Breathe in. Breathe out. Boy, I'm grateful to have you guys here tonight. Thank you so much for taking out of your time to join us here. It is amazing. It is amazing. It has been a character-building day. But in spite of it all, he saw us through. We are where we are. Wherever we are, we can speak life. We can speak life into our situation. And let's begin to do that. Tell me how it's been. One of the assignments this week, I definitely want you all to begin to speak life into your situation. I know I gave Silvio a assignment, and I definitely want you to stay on that assignment every day in every way, as often as you can. Anytime someone asks you how you're doing, it's, um, every cell in my body is now functioning in divine order, and I'm doing extremely well. Begin to proclaim that over your life, and just thank God. I thank God that every cell in my body is now functioning in divine order and in your prayer, you tell God, God, I thank you that every cell in my body is now functioning in divine order. Anytime, any deviation of that phrase, you need to have that and build that into your spirit to where, I mean, even if you're looking in the mirror, you could tell yourself to breathe in and breathe out to make it a part of your life, to make it a part of how you breathe and how you talk. And this is what you need to stand on each and every day. Anybody here that is having issues and or have people connected to you, you can speak that over their life. God, I thank you that my husband, every cell in his body is now functioning in divine order and he's doing extremely well. Even in your children and your grandchildren, begin to speak life into them. Begin to speak God's word over them. Speak it before it comes into fruition. Hello, Cindy. Hey, how you doing? I just want to say that I miss you guys. And I've been chiming in, but I've been going to ball games, and it's over. And I thank God that they had a great season. Nobody was injured, and I'm glad it's over with. But I just want to say I thank God for allowing me to continue to pray for my sister, Barbara. She has really been going through some stuff, and she got hit by a car, and her pelvis was fractured and her stern. She stayed in the hospital. She got out two weeks later and went right back to out in the street. They found her in a ditch last week, unresponsive. And she went back to the hospital. I did not go visit her. I talked to her on the phone. And like you said, we have to watch what comes out of our mouth because I told her I was done. And I did not really mean that, but that's what came out of my mouth. I was done. Because I talked and talked and talked and prayed and prayed, and she still kept doing the same thing. So Friday, when I got off work, I said, I don't have nothing to do. Let me go see my sister. First, she called me Wednesday. 
and said, so you gave up on me. I told her, no, I'm not going to never give up on you because you're my sister and I love you. But I asked her a question, have you given up on yourself? And she told me that she was going to do this and do that. You know, she kept saying the same thing she'd been saying for the past several years. So I got off work Friday and I went up to see her. And she hugged me. She said, Laverne, I'm so glad you came. My ride is coming. I said, where are you going? She said, I'm done just like you're done. I'm going to rehab. And I, I just I just started crying. I, I couldn't believe it. Because we prayed for her so many years to, and talked about doing this, and she would never do it. She could tell you what she's going to do, why she in a situation where she can't go nowhere and do nothing. And then when she get out, she's right back at it again. But she said she was going to rehab, and her ride transport was coming to pick her up from the hospital at 6 o'clock. Girl, I shouted, I prayed, and I just prayed, and I cried. But God answered my prayer. And I told her that I'd been carrying a picture of her around me. Barbara was the prettiest little black girl you wanted to see, and she always was made up. And she looked so pitiful, so I gave her a picture, and I showed her, I said, this is you. And nobody at the hospital believed, Barbara, this that was you? She said, but don't y'all worry. She said, Laverne, when I get out, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be Barbara again. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me. I said, well, you won't be praying by yourself because there's several people has been praying for you. And I just want to thank God for answering my prayers. I know he can do it. Nobody can tell me God can't do it. I know he can. And he answered my prayers. And I just want all of y'all to know that, those of you who don't know my sister and those that do, please keep her in prayer as well as the rest of the family. I love y'all and I thank y'all. And I'm so glad to be back on with you all because I've missed several weeks. Thank you so much, Laverne. Thank you. And um, we're grateful for your faith, your faith to persevere. And, and that's what we have to do is persevere on the behalf of those that that don't have the ability to be strong in their weaknesses. And we definitely pray for um, Barbara, and we'll keep her lifted in our prayers. And we stand with you, my sister, that she come back fully healed. You know, she will have some some battles to, to fight. Yeah. But we'll yeah. be right there with her. Have her connect with us. And like you, I haven't seen her since I left seventh grade. But God bless you. God bless her. And we bid the both of you Godspeed. Thank you so much for being so dedicated. And we appreciate you so very much. Thank you. Wow. Ronita, um, she did text me and wanted to say hi to everybody. And she says she's listening, but she can't speak. But this was a beautiful, much-needed word. She said it was simply awesome. And we do thank you for your response. I did get a chance to talk to April today, and she told me um, that it was just by the grace of God that when she got to the hospital, the first thing they told her was, call the next of kin, and she said she didn't know what to do, but we thank God that he has, she said when she went to take her angiogram, which was a week or two ago, that everything was healing as it should, 
and and we're thankful mm-hmm. for God's healing grace. And we ask Amen. that we Amen. continue to pray and lift her as we lift um, Barbara this April and Barbara. We want to keep in our prayers and Lysandra, who is Cassandra's sister, and we definitely mm-hmm. want to keep her lifted as well. So we um, have those that we want to keep lifted. We want to keep Sonia lifted in our prayers and speak that over their life, that every cell in their body is functioning in divine order and that they're doing extremely well. And thank God for that. Thank God that he's, you know, watching over them, watching over that word to perform it. And if you will continue to plant those seeds, give Mm -hmm. them some seeds. You know, don't go overboard because sometimes Mm -hmm. in the midst of people's conditions and situations, receiving the word, sometimes it's hard. So you just drop one thing on them. Um, When you see them, say, hey, I I thank God for you. You know what I'm saying? And say, by his stripes, Mm -hmm. you're healed or something like that. Mm -hmm. But as you plant that seed, you ask God to stand stand with you on that seed. And you stay right there with it. Because you just say, by his stripes, God, I thank you for healing them. By his stripes, Mm -hmm. God, I thank you for delivering them. And just plant yeah. that word seed and then just begin to water it whenever you get on your knees. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. I really am. Did I help you, Laverne? Yes, ma'am, I did. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sonia and Veronica, how you guys doing? Oh, we're great. We're, we're listening. We, um, we're here. We're breathing. We're breathing, girl. How you say? Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe yeah. in and breathe out. I believe that there's, I mean, there are some things we're going to have to go through, but the whole point is that going through it, we can't stop in the midst of it. you got to go through it. If you stop and spend too much time in the midst of it, then the enemy's going to play with your mind. I have known people that have been healed from cancer by the word, by speaking the word, by speaking the word of God. He is a healer of those that diligently seek him. But the prerequisite of that is you've got to diligently seek him. You can't do it every when you you know every so often. You gotta put that thing before you. It's when you want to learn something, you have it before you all the time. I just finished um, getting my life insurance license. I have to have that information in front of me all the time. And when I finish this, I'm getting ready to go on the training session because in order for me to learn it, I gotta have it in front of me all the time. I want to learn it. So what I gotta do? I gotta stay in it. When I want to learn the word. When I want to bring you guys a motivation, what I got to do, I got to stay in it. If I don't stay Amen. in it, I, I, it don't work. So if you want this, you got to stay in it. You got to keep staying near fire in order to keep warm. But I tell you what, in I, I got into this ministry, and this ministry, the, um, the pastor was like, I'm going to teach you how to use your faith. And my thing is that he just gave us assignments every week, every other week, every two weeks. But whenever, periodically, he would give us assignments. And he says, I want you to test it out. I want you to see how it works. Because he was like, um, when God told Abraham he was going to make him the father of many nations, it took 20 years. It wasn't immediate. It took 20 years. Right. But the thing is, is that during this process, he was teaching him how to use your faith to make it happen. He wasn't teaching him how to walk around and be crazy and don't say nothing and just, you know, just go out there doing everything and expecting. No, he was teaching him 
And see, that's Amen. what happens with us today. We get in churches, and I'm not bashing no churches. I'm not talking about any churches. But the thing is, they can ask you to do something, but they never give you how to, they never explain to you how to do it. They never say, this is how you get the victory. This is how you make it happen. But this ministry, to me, told me how to make it happen. And I tell you what, my life has been so, my life has not been the same since. And it has it has brought me to a new understanding and realization of God God's word when it said it speaks life into you. It can change your very situation. I tell you what, my first my first trying out of it is I said my car was it was act, it was acting up. It won't all bad, but it was to the point to where I wanted another car. And I said this. I told the pastor, I said, I want another car. He said, believe God for it. I said, what I need to do? He gave me the scriptures, told me what to do. He said, this is what you say. So I did it, and I tell you what, for three years, I had a car that I did not pay not one payment for. I'm telling you how it works, but you've got to be disciplined. you got to, when you put your mind to it, you've got to be disciplined. But I'm, I'm telling you it works. I wouldn't tell you anything anything to hurt you. <laughs> Build your trust in God. And that's what we do is we have to grow our faith. And see, if you begin to grow your faith in this, then you can grow your faith in other things and begin to receive a new lease on life. And we want to teach Barbara that too, Laverne, when she comes out. Really? Because this is not I'll going to be an easy journey for her. We have friends that are recovering, and it, and it's hard. It's it's not an easy place to be. But I tell you what, we have a God that says that nothing is impossible if we trust Him. But we gotta Amen. learn how to trust Him. We gotta learn how to trust Him. That's right. the part. Learning how to trust Him. God is faithful. The challenge is in us, not Him. Trust in the Lord, and that's what we've got to do. But a lot of times. It's like, okay, how do you do that? You gotta stand when the odds are against you. You gotta stand when people say, That don't work. It's like it might not work for you, but he said he'll come if you diligently seek him, if you keep your mind mm-hmm. laid on him. Now people are gonna come, the enemy's gonna send people to say, You know that don't work. Or what you say right. Oh, you saying that too much. You gonna do all that? They're gonna send people away. They're gonna be trolls that come. And they're gonna be people that's gonna try to knock you off of your throne. Put your crown back on. Get back up on your seat. Put your lipstick on. Smile through your tears. And begin to say, I thank God that every cell in my body is now functioning in divine order and I'm doing extremely well. Through your tears sometimes. Through the pain. Just continue to do it. I guarantee you it's gonna work for you, sis. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to stand with you. And I'm going to thank God that every day that every cell in Sylvia's body is now functioning in divine order, and she's doing extremely well in the name of Jesus. Every cell in Barbara's body is now functioning in divine order. She's recovering, and she's doing extremely well in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the way we have to begin to speak God's word back because he says that's the only thing that won't come back void. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing that won't hit the ceiling and bounce back down. Mm -hmm. I want you to learn on this motivation to be able to overcome and use your faith, build your faith, grow it, strengthen it. And you can't, it's just Mm -hmm. like with workout. When you work out, your muscles get stronger. 
You're able to do more. When you start stretching your body, it gets limber. You're able to do more. Come on, let's begin to stretch our faith. Let's begin to build those muscles of our faith, be able to work it out and do whatever it is that God needs us to do in this season. We're going to have to be the examples for the people that's lost, y'all. Things is happening in this season. We've got to get our guards up. Things are going to be happening. It's going to surprise us. But you're going to have to be prepared. You hear me? If we don't get prepared, we're going to be so surprised, we're going to be knocked off of our feet. And that is not an option. Just remember, guys, I love you so much. I tell you, there ain't nothing I wouldn't do for you. And um, and I appreciate you being here. And I got passionate there for a moment. And I do apologize if I came off too strong. And if you meet me in the alley, I'm going to hug you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you. We thank you for your ever-loving, ever-guiding grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to crown our weeks with manifestations and breakthroughs. Thank you, God, that you're going to reach down within our family units. You're going to begin to heal our families as we stand on your word. And we decree and we declare our thing, God. And we're going to stand and lean and depend on your word, Jesus. Because, like you said, that's the only thing that will not return void. Because we believe in you, God. We believe and we trust you in all that we say and do. We ask you, Lord, to be with us. Be with our family. Be with our children, grandchildren, all that are connected to us, our sisters, our brothers. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. And it is in Jesus' name we say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We glorify you, honor you, and it is in your name we pray. Amen. I love each and every one of you guys. We'll see you here next week. God bless.